Are you ready? I'm ready. And welcome to another episode of Steph's Status Update. I'm here. I'm joined by Elise. Did I say your name right? You did. I did. I sometimes get them wrong, you know. Sometimes I get those names wrong. I'm joined yeah, by Elise Colson. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Elise. So I am a mama three. I live in Denver, Colorado, over in the States. Um, and I own my own business. I help freelancing moms build and create a business of consistent 5K months while only working part-time hours because moms don't really have time to do much anything else except for take care of kids and uh-huh. Uh-huh. be an awesome, badass woman. So <laughs> we... <laughs> That is what I help them do. And when I'm not hanging out with my kiddos or uh, helping my awesome clients, I am hanging out with my husband or taking my dog for a walk. So we're pretty low key over here. Okay. And what what time is it over there for you? It is currently 10.15 in the morning. Ooh, lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good seven hour difference. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's, it's all dark over of, Yeah, magic of the the internet. <laughs> so I know I know why we came together to, this evening for me this morning for you to have a conversation, and it was about movies. But I want you to expand a little bit more about what you do, your day to day, the nitty gritty of your business, please. So. I am actually in this transition because I started off my business doing freelance work myself. I was a virtual assistant and then I niched down into doing content repurposing for my clients, um, which I absolutely loved content repurposing. If I was going to do anything in the freelancing world, that is what I would be doing. It is my first love. And it was about two years into my business that I realized that I really needed to also be helping people Mm -hmm. with their own freelancing business because so many freelancers struggle with finding that consistency in in the work that they're doing. And so I'm helping them to create systems and and automatize. That's not even a word, but we're going to we're going to use it anyway. (laughs) Automate their business so that they're not having to think through so many things. So they're not having these feast or famine months because that's just not fun. It's not, it's quite honestly not sustainable. And that's the core virtue of what I do is to help create these sustainable businesses. And so in my day-to-day life, I will hop on to phone calls or answer messages about how we can work through client difficulties. Um, We also talk about, like what what one or two percent tweaks can you make in your business to make it a little bit more streamlined so mm-hmm. you're not having to create new things every single time you work with a new person. Yeah. And so that's a lot of what we do. I'm also in the middle of putting together a new framework uh, called the Dream Client Trifecta, which right. essentially is talking about your networking plan, your relationship building plan, your content plan, that all flow together to help you land those dream clients. So that's a big part of what I'm doing. Okay. So you sound very, very, very busy. I know. <laughs> if it's not the business stuff, then it's the mom stuff. And yeah. we just are always going. <laughs> At least you're not a tumbleweed. That's true. There you go. There's 
there is no tumbling going over and over here. <laughs> but I think it's good to I think it's good to juggle sometimes. Have to keep be busy, keep your brain working. Whether it's your business, family, home life, I think a lot of us who exist in this world of we like to stay active, we like to be efficient. I think it's good to kind of have all these. I should say eggs flying up in the air and trying not to let them drop on the floor and crack. That's so true. And the, the thing that I have to continue to remind myself and come back to is the fact that I've created this thing. And quite honestly, I love every single part of my business in my life. There isn't one part that like ever feels dreary mm -hmm. i get super excited to go spend time with my kids and pour into them i get super excited to pour into my clients it's all just like a lot of beautiful juggling balls if you will but that's but that's how you stay or be or become since sustainable as you said because Absolutely. if you didn't really enjoy it that much you wouldn't actually be doing it I mean, that kind of is the theme of my life. If When I get to a point where I'm not enjoying it anymore, I have no problem pivoting mm, into something yeah. else that I enjoy more. All right. So we're going to segue <laughs> into your first Let's movie choice. It. Let's do it. So the first movie that I wanted to chat about was Frozen 2, which, I mean, stick with me. So mm -hmm. all all three of the movies that, that I brought to Stefan are they have this underlying theme of like discovering who you are. And I think that has been one of the biggest points that has led me to building my own business is yeah. really that like discovery. And so the point in the movie that we're at right now is where Elsa is like getting ready to cross the ocean to go over into the ice glacier yeah. land. Yeah. Um, and she's like, you can tell the determination on her face is like, I am going to do this. I have no idea how I'm going to do this, but I am going to make it happen. And she doesn't give up. She like keeps going. She gets trenched down into the water and you have this like water horse that's like trying to drown her and she can't help but like fight for it and yeah. continue to move herself forward. And instead of letting it pull her down and drown her, she's using the ice pieces she's using this horse to kind of conquer her fear versus letting it completely annihilate her and that is like the reason why this whole movie is such such a huge powerhouse for me is like you watch elsa in the first frozen movie and she just kind of looks like a hot mess and cut the way my husband <laughs> describes it she's kind of okay. whiny and like right. nobody like nobody loves me for who i am and by the time you get to the second movie and especially this part she is like this is who i am and i'm gonna be okay with it and i'm gonna run with it and this is what's gonna make me move forward yeah. and i that is the exact same realization that i had within my own business of like look i don't need to run this the way that anybody else runs their business i get to run this business the way that i want to and on my strengths and that's the thing that's going to propel me forward not the fact that i have to be like anybody else mm -hmm. yeah yeah i've lined up that clip for you but this is the one time that i've got a clip on this show on this episode on this podcast should i say where there's no dialogue so I'm gonna I'm gonna get at least to sort of as it's playing talk us through what's happening in this scene. So here we go. And so she's like, okay, so we have Elsa, she's standing at the edge of 
the the water, getting ready to cross it, because she knows she has to get over to this this glacier island. Yeah. And she's standing there with like so much determination in her face, and she she sets forth and starts running after it, and then the waves get like crazy, super duper crazy, and they start overpowering her and like taking her over, and then you have this like charging in water horse that is also trying to pull her down Mm -hmm. and she continues to like use her her frozen water power ice power to freeze different blocks of ice so that she can run up and then finally gets to the point where she realizes that's not going to work anymore and she has to wrangle this beast of a of a horse and so she takes those reins and she starts galloping toward this this glacier island and it's in that moment that she finally feels like she is in control of the situation and she is actually going to get to her destination and for a cartoon that's a lot of symbolism so much symbolism like it is the most symbolic part of the entire movie of like this is just what you're gonna do you may not know how you're gonna get across it and like you're gonna feel like you're failing a whole bunch but if you continue to move forward and continue to as one of my coaches said fail forward you're gonna get there you're going to get there it's the most beautiful part of the movie it makes me cry that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I think I've seen the second one. I've seen uh, Frozen two. Mm-hmm. I've definitely seen Frozen one. And the reason why I say I've definitely seen Frozen one is because my one of my favorite songs, not of all time, one of my favorite songs is in Frozen, the first movie. And I think it's everybody's favorite song in that movie. Well, <laughs> I hope it is anyway. Um, <laughs> I could admit stuff. I don't. I don't mind. I don't care. But um, it's the one where. I think it's this, is it called I want to um can I build a snowman or I want to build I want to build a snowman something like yeah. that yeah 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 love that song love that song right. and I like this the way that they do the scenes whilst that song is happening it's kind of like it's almost not a montage but I like the way it plays out in the movie it's really it's really cool plus obviously I like that song too and then. Uh, Ryan Reynolds kind of spot it for me in Deadpool or Deadpool 2 which one one of the Deadpools anyway where he, he reminds us that it sounds like something else and I'm like oh man oh, what are you going to do that for just ruined it you just ruined it but um, yeah yeah I'm going to I'm going to talk about a movie now um, and it is Knives Out it was made it came out in 2019 it uh, was directed by Rian Johnson stars Daniel Craig and it's one of those kind of who done it mystery type movies where there's lots of characters it's quite an ensemble cast lots of char- lots of actors who you recognize you get the sense that anyone could be the killer in this movie but one of my favorite scenes was when the family because it's it's, a, it's the grandfather or the father of most of the characters but the grandfather he dies and the lawyer is reading the will and it's a really funny scene because they're all listening intently and then the lawyer starts reading and then he says a name and they're like what in the and obviously everyone in the room kind of thinks what why why did she get all this you know and then the scene sort of almost ends with the camera zooming right into the character's face who she's in disbelief she's like what and he's left her pretty much everything and the family do not like it jamie lee curtis is in it joseph gordon levitt's in it um chris evans is in it 
Um, mm. And you'll probably hear Chris Evans laughing towards the end of the scene as well because he walks out just like he he finds everything hilarious. I watched it. It was just before lockdown, and um, it was I think I was able to go cinema to see this actually. So yeah, it was a nice, a fun night out. Went to cinema, watched this film, and just enjoyed it. It was a, it was a good, it was a nicely done whodunit. Daniel Craig play, played the detective Benoit Blanc, I think his name is, um, and he was good in it too. I couldn't, you know, when you see a character, when you see an actor, and you think you're James Bond because you've played James Bond for so long, but it wasn't that. He, I, I didn't feel like he should be running around shooting people and diving out of cars and blowing up submarines it just felt good to have him in a, in a in a role where he wasn't doing that and he suited this one quite well totally agree totally agree i think it's because of his accent in this movie yeah, that yeah. That. <laughs> so, because it was it was an uh an american accent and so you don't get any james bond vibes at mm-hmm. all not at all um so i've got the scene in question and i'm gonna play it for you my entire ownership of Blood Like Wine Publishing, I leave in its entirety to Marta Cabrera. The copyright of its catalog, likewise, I leave in its entirety to Marta Cabrera. Uh, no. That's not, no. that's, no, that can't be. No. Can I see that, please, Alan? Yeah, that's right. Please. This can't be legal. It's right. He's, you know, he's been... Oh, my God. He's been... Uh, uh, I'm just saying, I'm going to tell us there's a mistake. I don't know what to say. We're his family, so... <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> There's safeguards against this. <laughs> right. Fine. Something. I I found it was not completely predictable. You know when you're watching a movie and you're like, oh, yeah, I know who done it. It wasn't, it wasn't straightforward like that. You were kept guessing pretty much almost to the end. But even though we did manage to figure it out it was still we it was still really enjoyable we figured out who who it was but it was just a really really well done mystery movie i think one of my favorite parts one of my favorite things about watching movies like that or shows that are like the whodunit style is when they take you when you finally figure out who did it and they take you back through Mm -hmm. all of the different pieces that prove that this person did it that's one of my favorite things to see and then yeah it really does just like come together for you but they do they do a really good job of giving you reasons why it could be any of the main characters yeah and so i think that was one of the reasons i enjoyed it so much and everybody just like portrays their character so well yes it is it is a great character portrayal movie i found i think the standout performances were definitely uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, For sure. Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. um, even I don't know her name, but even the young actor who played the grandfather's assistant, I found she was she was just, she was really good, like really really good. But there's there's when you look on IMDb, there's so many. Even Don Johnson was in it. I forgot all about him. Mm-hmm. Tony Collette was in it too. Yeah, Christopher Christopher um, Plummer was the Harlan was the old man who died who got murdered but it, yeah yeah i just i just found myself i mean i haven't watched it since and the reason for that is because i wanted to forget it so that when i watch it again it will be a, just as if not almost as interesting as the first go around 
It was great. I, I was very intrigued the entire time the movie was going on. And a lot of times with the Who Done It movies, like you start checking out yeah. as soon as you feel like you figured out who did it. Yeah. But they kept bringing you back in, which was just so fun. It was utterly, utterly enjoyable. But I, like I said, 2019. So I think I'm going to wait till about 2024, maybe. <laughs> before, <laughs> before I try and watch it again. Plus, I'm talking about it now as well. So that's not helpful um but yeah all right so add tack on another five years so you can about it. <laughs> but it's not about me tonight it's not about me this morning for you it's about you and your movie so what is your next choice so the next movie is called this is where i leave you yeah. which was a movie that i also saw in the theaters which you know and in this day and age is rare um but it was a movie that when I originally saw it with my husband, mm -hmm. while we were watching it, it was like, awesome, this is a good movie. But then the movie ended and it was like, I need to go watch that again. Okay, That was really, really good. I want to dive back into that. There were so many things that were going on that I don't know that I even grasped while the storyline was happening. Mm -hmm. um, and so it basically follows this guy who finds out that his... First, he finds out that his wife cheats on him yeah. and then immediately finds out that his dad has died. Okay. And so he has to go to sit Shiva because his dad was Jewish, yeah. even though he didn't grow up Jewish. His mom isn't Jewish. The rest of his siblings haven't done any of the Jewish things. But his mom has decided that they're all going to sit Shiva. And so for seven days, they all have to be there and sit and have people come and see them. And so it's just a very interesting relationship movie of watching how older siblings interact with each other how people interact with their parents and how you end up dealing with really heavy subjects mm. and still find like joy and and humor in whatever is happening around you I, I have to admit i haven't seen this one and i do have a clip that um you chose as well but i did watch a few of the other ones and i know a lot of people are not fans of jason bateman but i do like him you know he's he's kind of one of those actors that depending on how you first were introduced to him kind of shapes the way that you see him moving yeah. forward and i don't know that there was really anything before i saw this movie that i had really formed an opinion about jason bateman but he does a really good job in this movie of mm -hmm. just being kind of like a regular guy who's trying to deal with yeah. the fact that his wife cheated on him and, oh and by the way she's also pregnant and so like having to deal with all of that and then dealing with the fact that his dad died yeah. and then dealing with the fact that he's in his old hometown and so how do you deal with running into people that you you once knew when you were in high school and whatever and your life has changed so much and so that's really the piece of this movie that is so beautiful is watching how the different characters mm -hmm. interact with and process through their grief because they all do it in a very different way and I think there's at least one character that you can relate to on some level of like this is where we're at in our life and and as the title of the movie suggests this is where i leave you mm -hmm. and now you have to kind of deal with the pieces as they lay yeah. well i'm gonna play that scene in particular for you right. there you go three months ago i had a great job and a nice apartment and i was in love with my wife no you weren't no 
No, she was sleeping with somebody else for a year, and you never noticed. How in love could you have been? I like to think I can still do that, though, that I can, with someone, just find someone and fall in love and have a last. It just, I, that seems impossible to me right now. Love causes cancer, like everything else, but it's still love. It has its moments. And a moment with Penny the other night. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> it's starting to be complicated. You proud of me? Oh, I don't know. How does it feel? I yeah. am a fan. I am a fan of Tina Fey as well, by the way. I just to put that one oh my there. gosh. If you have not read her book yet or listened to her book, listening to her book is even better than reading it. I highly recommend it. But that's totally off topic here. <laughs> so you have you have this scene between this brother and sister and they're talking about like you hear jason bateman's character say like i three months ago this was not the life that i was living and the reality is a lot of times we don't see things that are right in front of us because yes. we're so set in the motions of yeah. what we're doing and we think that we're happy but you're not continuing to evaluate your life which is kind of like that's kind of where i was when i started my business it was like i like what i'm doing and, but really upon reflection, it was like, I don't love what I'm doing. I want to love my life. I want to love my life now, not in 20, 30 years when I retire and I'm not working anymore. Like I wanna be able to love my life at every single stage so that I'm not caught in just this like day-to-day -day routine of, of things I don't love. I can relate to that in that there have been moments and times and situations where I've kind of just sort of accepted the point that I'm at, thought that it was the point that I should be at and kind of just rolled with it, not realising mm -hmm. <laughs> that. And I, I, I sometimes think back and I'm like, I could, have, I could have done that 10 years ago. But in actual fact, I'm doing it anyway. I'm doing it now. So I try not to dwell on the time that I may have lost, but maybe doing it back then might have been the wrong time. It's so true. It's, it's hard I to mean, kind of, yeah, it's hard to know. It's so hard to know. Well, and one of the things that I talk with my clients with about all the time is, especially as moms, we go through these seasons of life where you love your kids a lot, but it's very difficult to manage kids on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Like my kids are five, three, and one, and on at any given moment of any given hour, I could be dealing with three different meltdowns at the exact same time. <laughs> and like that is not that is not what I want to do. But it is a season of life, and so there's a difference between just like going through the routine because that's easier, yeah. and like really just like dealing with the season of life that you're in, knowing that you're working for something better. Yeah. And I think you have to be able to find where you're at. And it's a word that's come up so many times on different episodes and i always think of it when people guess say things like you just said is balance finding that that happy medium between the sublime and the ridiculous sometimes <laughs> it's a balancing act 
Well, and knowing that you're not going to love every single moment of every single day, there's yeah. always going to be things that like you don't love so much, but you're, you're an adult and you got to kind of just deal with it. But there is really, you just got to find, you got to find the space and know what you're working towards. I think it's the intentionality too, more than anything else. That, that is so very true. And it also very, very in a, smoothly, very expertly leads us onto our next movie, which what you're saying right now is exactly what happens in some of the scenes in The Martian that stars Matt Damon and a whole host of other actors who you'll know and you've seen from the Marvel Universe and it's got, um, uh, they call him Childish Gambino now, but uh, I, can't, I can't remember his real name. But anyway, but you know what I mean? Like there's, there's loads and loads of actors in this movie and Matt Damon's character, if you haven't seen The Martian, he gets stranded on Mars. It's like, what if you were stranded on a different planet, what would you do? And he doesn't, he sort of has a bit of a freak out, but not in the way that normal people would have a freak out. His, his kind of freak out was, ah, oh, crap, I'm still alive. <laughs> because, because really and truly, he should be dead. He's got a piece of metal stuck in it. That's the only, only reason why he's alive is because there's a bit of metal stuck in his suit, which is blood and the metal managed to seal the hole and stop him from losing all his oxygen. And he was able to get back to the structure that they left on Mars. So he's kind of like, my my, my meltdown can't really happen because, well, I'm just happy to be alive right now, but now I need to pull this thing out and figure and just figure out what the hell I'm going to do. But one of my favourite scenes, and there's so many scenes that I could pull from this movie. One of my favourite, favourite scenes is when he's like, do you know what? I'm stuck on this planet. But I'm gonna I'm gonna boss it. I am gonna make sure that I survive. I'm gonna I'm gonna science the shit out of this. And it's it's that scene where he starts figuring out how he's gonna eat, um, how he's gonna make structures, how he's gonna just balance out of like produce food, can he even grow food on Mars? And it's little little kind of things like that. that and they, they do it all. They break it down for you as well in the whole movie because it's not just him figuring it out. It's back on Earth. They're trying to figure out how we're going to get back there to him, how it's going to affect the the other astronauts who, because he gets left behind. He gets hit by, there's like a, like a storm happening on the planet and he gets hit by something and gets thrown away, but they can't see him. They obviously, his life signs are all flatlined. So they think he's dead. They manage to get on their ship, which is about to topple over in this storm. They write it, get away, and obviously they're going back to Earth. But they're then informed later on in the movie that he's still alive. <laughs> so it's the, oh, crap. Oh, no. And it's the guilt. How are we left him? No. How can we get him back? And the whole plan that they formulate um, with the characters on, well, in China as well. I think it's China Day. The Chinese have a special something that they put into the movie that they use and it's just like the collaboration between all the countries and all the astronauts and all the people that are on in nasa it's it's amazing i i, I like it because i like space stuff i'm a fan well and it's a great it's a great story of problem solving and the human willingness to survive it's, yeah i mean no matter no matter what culture or country you come from, like we all have this like want and desire for continued life. And so it's really great to watch him do the problem solving and work with the other people to continue yeah. to problem solve through how they're gonna make this work. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna play you the I think it's the, one of the the first scene where it's just after he he kind of puts himself back together and then he's like you know what I'm gonna do this so here you go. Our service mission here was supposed to last 31 souls for redundancy. They sent 68 souls worth of food. That's for six people. So for just me, that's going to last 300 souls, which I figure I can stretch to 400 if I ration. So I got to figure out a way to grow three years worth of food here on a planet where nothing grows. Luckily, I'm a botanist. <laughs> yeah that's not the only time he does something like that in the movie but yeah i just i just every time it comes it comes on in the uk a lot like we get this on a certain channel at least per year i would say since it came out probably more than 10 times a year easily easily more than 10 times a year so the martian is is probably the front of my mind when it comes to movies that i think about that i've seen recently and the end scene, I like the end of this movie as well. I mean, I'm going to, if you've seen the movie, great. If you haven't seen it, tough. I might spoil it for you. <laughs> but <laughs> he gets back to, he gets back to Earth, but it's how, and it's the, not even the why, it's how they managed to do it, which is really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, and I like the music at the end as well. It's a really fun song that they play. It's not like, because it's not like those movies that end and because they want you to, remember the scale of what happened they play this kind of airy orchestra orchestral type no it's none of that it's none of that <laughs> it's none of that it's a really fun song and i like i like movies that are serious and have a little bit of comedy but end on a little bit of a high so that was that was a good one for me yeah i mean i feel like adult movies so often end with a very real ending of like yeah. not everything ends up great yeah. and while that has its place and it's necessary it is also really nice to have a movie like the martian where you watch him struggle and there's a lot of things that do not go right and a lot of things that go wrong and he still ends up making it and it mm-hmm. there are still happy endings to parts of life yeah. and i think that's important for us to remember it keep moving us forward but he had a, he had a really tough time so to have that ending after all of that right it's quite poignant all right, enough, enough about my stuff. I'm going back to your movie, your last one. Let me know what that is, please. So the last movie is one of my all-time favorite movies called Easy A. And it's the funny thing about this is Easy A is not, the, the target audience is not adults. It is very much like a young adult, teenager, mm-hmm. early 20s, whatever movie, uh, because it takes place, is it, Emma Stone, whom I absolutely adore. She's also one of my favorite actresses. Uh, She is in high school and she is faced with this dilemma that one of her friends convinces her, like goes in cahoots with her and they come up with this story to tell everybody that she has slept with this guy, even though that didn't happen. And so she she becomes this like school heartlet even though she's never actually slept with any of the people and so it's the like repercussions of everything that happens from that and ultimately ending with her telling the story of like all of the things that have happened over these last couple of weeks um one of the reasons why i love it so much not just because it's emma stone she is 
absolutely hilarious and mm-hmm. i love her but it's the dynamic she has with her parents as well in the movie that is just like so comical and yet also like hashtag parent goals i want to be able to have this really open and honest relationship with with my kids <laughs> as they're growing up that if anything happens we can have real conversations and it's yeah. not about like doing the right thing they'll eventually get to it so it's just a fun movie it was on my husband and i watched it the other night he also loves this movie and he's 42 okay. 42 that's not old so, that's not I old mean, at all you know it's not old but it's also not like we're not we're not young whippersnappers in, a, in high school yeah definitely not target audience but it's very very funny and if you need a little little humor break this is great with also a fun ending of like you can still be be a badass woman I think that's, mm-hmm. that's the ongoing goal of everything all of the movies that i love so much have this underlying tone of just being yourself is yeah. the coolest thing you can be and just just from the clip that you chose i get that vibe from this particular movie which i was supposed to see when it came out and i don't know why i didn't see it i don't know what happened but we were supposed to go and watch it i don't know maybe we were on our way to the cinema and we saw food (laughs) we got hungry and we stopped and just ate i don't know i don't know but we were definitely supposed to watch this and i'm pretty sure it's come on uh the television at some point too and we haven't watched it either and i'm i'm gonna hunt for it on netflix as well because it's just watching the scenes not just your scene but watching the scenes kind of gave me the impression that yeah it is it is quite a cool movie it's funny emma stone as well i she is one of my favorite actors actresses as well i've seen her in many movies um i like her style i like her flavor i like it when she does those characters that are a little bit not sarcastic but they they're quite she is usually quite witty in her she's movies very she's very sharp mm-hmm. not in a yeah. not in a horrible way like she's you know being bitchy or she's just being horrible but just in a kind of yeah yeah i know but let's you know she's just she's just really quick with her replies i love that love that about her she's actually i think she's better in at, at doing that than ryan reynolds is in my opinion agree. in my I opinion totally agree they kind of play the totally same agree. sort of mm-hmm kind of role in some so many of their films but i find the way when she does it i find it funnier than when he does it but he probably won't listen yeah. to this so let's not tell him <laughs> <laughs> All right. i'm gonna line up your clip if you're ready i'm ready all right here you go here you go and here you all are waiting outside the bedroom door for me to kiss todd listening to me pretend to have sex with brandon paying me to lie for you and calling me every name in the book. You know what? It was just like Hester in the Scarlet Letter. Except that's the one thing the movies don't tell you. How shitty it feels to be an outcast. Warranted or not. <laughs> How did you know I love this song? I guessed. I see you've been watching my live webcast. Still going on, you know. Screw them. They've had enough of you. Figuratively speaking, I, uh, I, I borrowed my neighbor's mower. I came right over. That almost rhymed. I know. I spent a minute on it. <laughs> I'll be right down. Yeah. I mean, and I think, I think the other cool thing about it is, you know, you have, especially 
the way that they portray high school is a little bit more catty than anything I was ever a part of when I was in high school. But it's just this idea that it's so quick to, to jump onto rumors and listen to what other people have to say, but you do always have these people in your corner who do actually know you and that those are the people that we need to turn to and to invest our time and our energy into, because Mm. those are the people who are going to pull us back to reality when everything else is going to shit. And so you have you have this other character, Todd, in the movie who's just kind of like, this is not who you are. I don't believe any of mm-hmm. the rumors because mm-hmm. that's not ever who, that's not who you've ever been. And so that's the thing that kind of pulls her back together to yeah. to finally c- put the kibosh on everything that's been happening. It's it's a great <laughs> movie, but it also has a really fun romantic comedy ending. If you will. Okay. You sold. You sold it. I'll buy it. Great. I'll watch it. Good. Go watch it. I, w- I will do. I'll go away at some point in the next week. Because, as I was saying, time precious. But yeah, I'll definitely go and watch this movie. Um. So before, before I mean that's the last movie, and we're supposed to end. But before we end, I just want to say not thank you, but I will be putting Elise's contact details if if that's the web links um social media links on the episode description so if you're listening and you're thinking how do i get in how do i find you that's where it will be it will all be there a little bio as well and some information and stuff for you to click on so yeah that will be there but we're not done i just want i want to get more out of elise before she leaves i want elise to talk more yes she's laughing she's laughing at me like what talk more about the business talk more about yourself and then, and then, and then we'll think about putting an end to this, but only afterwards. Sounds great. <laughs> All right. So here's the funny thing. A lot of times the thing that we see from people out in the online space, especially if you're like a coach or whatever, or you're like investing in a coach is you see them talk about like where they were and like how they are, where they're at now. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel real it kind of feels like they're trying to tell you a sadder story than the one they actually had. Um, But I started, when I started my business, I was in education. I had been a teacher and then I was a school administrator and I was just kind of really burnt out and needed to spend more time with my kids, more intentional time with my kids. And so I started doing this business and it took me a good six months to get my first client, which was okay completely like demoralizing for me all of these people are going out and they're like two weeks in i got my first client <laughs> blah, blah, blah. and i was like cool persistence. that's not me persistence that's what it's called but you're right i was very persistent i was like i'm gonna make this work i don't care how long it takes me this is the thing that i'm gonna be doing and i mean to top it all off not only did it take me six months to land my first client but it was only for 150 dollars a month mm-hmm. which is like yeah like, yeah cool yeah. i can't live off of that totally can't support my family <laughs> um and then it took me another six months to really start gaining momentum and so here i was a year into my business and i was maybe at the point that you see all of those like random people popping up they were it like took them like two months to get to that point and here mm. i was a year into it but i didn't let it defeat me because like i said this was the thing that i wanted to do and yeah. so it didn't matter if it took me a year or two years to get there, I was gonna get there. And the funny thing is, as I started building momentum, everything was going 
really well or so I thought mm-hmm. and then 18 months so another six months after that 18 months into my business I lost two-thirds of my clients in the matter of like a month okay and thank god I still had my my nine-to-five job to support us but I was feeling really really low I didn't yeah. really know why I've lost the clients that I had. I didn't really even know how I was helping people. And I didn't love the business I was building. Yeah. And so I, I had to have a really hard conversation with myself about whether or not I even wanted to keep doing it. It turns out I did. I absolutely <laughs> did. And that's when I finally looked down into content repurposing, which, like I said, is my first love in the freelancing world. And it then only took me about six months to build my business back up and really create that sustainable business, okay. which is what I help people do now. And because I know the struggle of the beginning parts of building a business and feeling like you're just like throwing spaghetti at the wall to even get anywhere, I feel like that is one of the, that's like my like secret sauce yeah, yeah. to help people work through and create the business that they like because I know what it looks like to build a business that you don't. And, and I feel like there's a lot of coaches out there who didn't go through that. Or if they went through that, it's been so long since they went through that, they don't really mm-hmm. understand or mm-hmm. remember what it feels like to work with a client that you don't really love. And how do you get back to working with clients that you do? And so, I mean, quite honestly, a lot of what we do in my group coaching program is work through a lot of those mindset shifts. And like I said at the beginning, we make one or two percent shifts in the business week to week which ultimately end up making a huge difference. It's not about burning your business down to the ground and starting all over every single month. It's about making tiny tweaks that then help you to build something that you ultimately love. And a lot of what you said really resonated and made sense with me. And, but it's not my cue to start talking about how I, you know, my business went and how I got into certain things and whatever. But I'm I'm just going to say that I do agree with the fact that if you start something like you did and it doesn't go so well straight out the gate and it's not it's not the best thing to do to just say you know what this isn't right for me I'm going to stop you've got to persevere you've got to keep going if people like you didn't actually didn't actually uh you know keep the those fires burning in their business then you wouldn't have a business right now and you, like a lot of other people, like have similar experiences. I'm not going to say they're the same, but I I do agree because I don't. Like, I'm sitting there like, don't talk about yourself. But I do agree. I do agree with you because I'm. When you said that, I was like, I was nodding like, yeah, yeah. If this was a video podcast, people could see my face and see what my body language. I'm sitting there like nodding. Like, yep, yeah, totally agree. Yep, yeah, that. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. I can relate to that. Definitely relate to that as well. But it is, it is a struggle, but sometimes that struggle is necessary for you to be able to, when you get out of it and when you start thriving, then you can look back and if someone else is going through it, you can be like, well, do you know what? If I didn't stop, I don't think you should either, especially if you like what you do, especially if you love what you do. So I think the message there that you're giving to me and the message that you're giving to listeners who are listening to this is that even if things are going super slow and it feels rubbish doesn't mean to say that that's the end and you should just pull the plug it might not yeah it might not be eight months down the line it might be two weeks from now or it could be two years from now because you said it was 18 months and then you said another six months so in my mind that's two years right Mm -hmm. there you go yep yep and 
I mean, the other big thing that I did that I realized at that like 18 month mark of feeling like I was starting at the very beginning is I actually got help. Yeah. Like I had spent those first 18 months trying to do everything by myself and you really don't know. You you don't have anybody to give you feedback or to help guide you on your mm. path. And so it was it was just really important to me to seek out finally having some sort of mentor or coach to help lead and yeah. show the path because without that i think i would still be stuck and not because i didn't know the answers but you really do need you need like a guide map you need someone to show you one that the life that you're trying to work toward actually is possible yeah and possible in a real sense not just in those big high flyer influencers that you see that it's like cool you said that you make a million dollars a month like <laughs> and that's just not i don't even know what that looks like what's yeah. a real life look like so it's been really beautiful and really fun to help other people figure out the different tweaks and things that they need to make to their business to make it their own because the other thing about working with me at this capacity is it's not it's not about you building a business that looks exactly like mine mm -hmm. it's about you building a business that really resonates with you and is best for you and your family life and something you really love and so we figure out the tools that need to be put in place not giving you the exact replica of what yeah. my business looks yeah. like well thank well thank you very much for staying on um, I feel no like problem. I, I feel like I sort of in, in in a bit of a way kind of forced you to stay longer, but 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 it's been lovely hearing you talk about your business, hearing you talk about how you started, the pitfalls, the successes. Um, I'm sure people can take away from what you've said and just look at themselves and what they're doing, and kind of maybe even tap into you and get you as a coach to help them to make those 1% or 2% changes to make a big difference. So, 100%. I am absolutely here to help. The best way to get in contact with me is to come find me over on Instagram. Yep. And I know Stefan said that that would be in yep. the bio. So yep. that's that's where you can find me. And I dump a whole bunch of free info over there too. So take what you need and leave what you don't. Thank you very much for your time this evening, this morning. This um, morning. It's been amazing. <laughs> And thank you so much hopefully hopefully in another guys slash situation slash conversation about something totally different other than movies i can have you back on the show possibly 100 percent. i excellent. am down for it excellent that's right you said it on the episode so you've got to do it now okay <laughs> <laughs> all right you take care and it's been lovely thank you thank you so much thank you